What's up, guys? Welcome back. My name is Antonio. Um, going through and recapping some of the things that we talked about last time in our 2020, 2020 recap and what's ahead in 2021. This podcast is transitioning to the Live Loud Life podcast, uh, previously known as the Movement Code podcast, where our focus was a lot on... <clears throat> It's going to be a lot of the same stuff, to be honest. It was health. It was lifestyle. It was movement. Um, it was exercise. It was fitness. And it's the same because really the way Nichelle and I operate are the same. Um, but we're going through a rebrand and our, I think I can share it. We haven't officially announced it, but I guess when you depend on you listen to this, you'll know or you won't know. But we're combining enhanced movements and Gaia Women's Health into Live Loud chiropractic and coaching. And there's a number of reasons why we did that. And we, we're not going to go into that today um, in, in detail. And we'll highlight, honestly, just through through the conversa- conversations of the podcast moving forward and some of our social media past- posts coming forward about why, what, all the details and all the nitty gritty, if you care to know. And we'll keep it brief because that's I know you're not here to necessarily hear about a rebrand. But some of the things we wanted to highlight and talk about is our updated, our uh, the update of our core values, our mission statement, things like that. Because a we put a lot of time into it, and b we want to share it because we think there'll be some good value to it, right? And it was I was really hesitant to do all of that to some capacity at the beginning, just because you're like, ah, oh, man, core values. You know, it's everyone's just saying, everyone's saying the same thing, more or less. And it was my own naivety and hesitation to it. We've done it before, but I was kind of like, is that something we need to do as far as the rebrand? And chatting with a couple colleagues who have built awesome businesses, who have built and own multiple clinics, who I uh, admire and look up to and having some conversations with them is like, that is like, that is like the, the nitty gritty of the business that, that the glue that holds things together. And it was always kind of hard because it's just been the shell and I, and we want to expand. So it's just like, okay, we need to do this. We need to do this the right way. Whereas before, you know, it's, I'm not, not downplaying all the effort we put into before. It just was a little different this time. And in, in, in a great way, in a good way. And we're working with a coach this time who's been absolutely amazing in helping us go through this transition. So um, there's there's also that element that helped. Um, <clears throat> so I'm not going to share all that today. New business, though, is the Live La- or Live Loud Chiropractic and Coaching. This is going to be the Live Loud Life podcast. Our new URL, which I'm building the site right now, is liveloudlife.com. So you guys can follow us. But um, our, our goal is to help you guys, to help guide you to the adventurous life that you are made for. And how are we going to do that? We're going to do that through conversations in the podcast. We're going to do through that through um, engaging in helpful content on our social media accounts, whether that would be about nutrition, whether that would be about sleep, whether that would be about breathing, whether that would be about um, rehab exercises and pain and how to deal with pain in your body. Essentially, all of the elements that would either enhance the life that you're looking to live or um, get you back to the life that you want to live or to um, help you recover from an injury so that you can return to those things, whether you're a parent like myself, uh, whether you're a grandparent, whether you don't even have kids and you're just out there like, you know, doing your thing and living large. 
uh, you can tell I kind of paused there <laughs> remembering all the things that you can do uh, differently. I'm not saying better, differently without kids. Um, but that's what it, that's what it's here for. So we hope this will be a value to you. And I was looking up the stats the other day, whether you're in India, the UK, or Argentina. Uh, I think there's still going to be great information here because it's going to be the same, just a little bit of a different name, a little bit of a different um, direction that we're going with it. But I guarantee there'll be some good gems in there still for you. That's the update on the business side. Oh, and hopefully we'll be closing, fingers crossed. Um, we're, we're set to close on a property. This is a condo within a larger building. So we're not buying a whole building, we're buying a condo. But we're super amped to have our own space. Um, you know, it's been nuts though, like dealing with architects and contractors and like trying to figure out how to design stuff. And it's crazy because you got to make a lot of decisions without even like you know, seeing stuff like you're, you're trying to visualize and come up with this idea and concept, which is on paper. And yes, it can, you know, it can change to some capacity when you're actually, when you're actually like in there and building, but you know, when you buy for a permit, you got to kind of, kind of follow what's, what's on the paper and doing things a certain way. And it's just been, it's been a wild ride. I tell you, for those that do this for a living, uh, very cool work, very awesome. And it's really, it's been really fun process. Um, but yeah, we'll leave it at that. We'll talk more about, uh, those things in the future. What we do want to try to do is make this more consistent. I will, um, be honest, cause that's one of the things, if you listen to the last podcast, I'm trying to be very honest with myself this year is last year it was, I threw this together on a whim. It was, you know, 2020, I had a little bit of extra time when we were closed down for a little bit. Um, and I was trying to, find additional ways to get out um, some of the content, some of the messaging to our current clientele and current patients and, and potentially future patients about who we are and what we're doing. And I was like, I've always started to want to start a podcast. So I bought a, I bought a mic off Amazon. Uh, I got a webcam. Um, and well, I do now. I just got this. Uh, it's kind of nice. It's got a nice little light. Um, and I just want to start having conversations. And I started with people that I... I admire in the health and fitness and the rehab and the chiropractic space and community strength and conditioning coaches just to kind of kickstart it because I had questions I already wanted to ask them. In the future here, we're definitely going to utilize this to help build our immediate community because I, you know, to be honest, what we're talking about will have great effects if you don't live here, but we want to try to start connecting our immediate community a little bit a little bit better trying to trying to be that glue that can you know connect people um, start different conversations push really push the conversations about health lifestyle and in Boulder County you know people see that it's kind of like a healthy place but it's you know it's really interesting when we you know it's just like any other definition like what what is healthy what's being fit you know, I, I, at, at a certain point last year, I was like, I, I feel like I'm really healthy. Right. And then I, you know, I was being honest with myself and I am, encourage you all to do so. It's like, man, there's a lot of areas of my life though, that are not, that are not really healthy. Um, you know, for instance, and this is a parent and a dad thing, like the, the wellness wheel side of friendship and, and connecting with other dads and other dudes, it was a big struggle and it still is. And it's just tough for parents sometimes to get together. But that's neither here nor there, but you know, just showing that that the community always needs 
this this kind of like this excitement to build up and keep pushing different different avenues and and that's really what we're getting jazzed about and we were doing that before and there's always something there's always something fun about turning a chapter, starting something new, or having a new name on it. Just it just kind of kind of gets you jazzed and amped about what that next part is. So we're looking forward to that. So if you are local and you're listening and you have someone that you want to hear on the podcast, or you yourself want to be on the podcast, uh, feel free to reach out. Um, but I but like I said early on, just because we're interviewing a local clinician or local coach does not mean that the conversation is not going to be applicable for what's going on in your life. I've heard so many different podcasts and stories from around the globe and around the world and just just awesome, awesome stories that have literally nothing to do about my location, my religion, maybe my beliefs or my thoughts, and it hits home and it and it, and and I, I mean I'm able to pull from it and I'm able to question certain things, have conversations with myself, ask myself certain questions and just dive in deeper about what that means to me or what that might mean for someone even else. So um, something to think about. Quick patient case. Quick patient case here for you guys. Uh, and the goal is to also keep these podcasts a little bit shorter because in the past they've got quite lengthy with our interviews. Um, but awesome patient case. And the moral of the of me recapping this patient case is to talk about what exposure therapy is in the, in the sense of um, returning from an injury or dealing with pain. And what we mean by exposure therapy is exactly what it means in, in, in the sense of how people would use it for other fear-based training where you have to be exposed to what you're afraid of in order to get through it or deal with it or develop less anxiety uh, and stress around it. That's essentially what exposure therapy is. So individual got hurt doing deadlifts. Originally, she was actually doing back squats, but then the last straw um, was deadlifts. And having going through the initial intake with him, the weight was relatively light from what I can gather his strength potential could be. But he said something very interesting. He's like, well, I never go heavy because I've seen enough people hurt themselves and I didn't want to be one of those people. And yet he's here in my office as one of those people. So it just shows you right there that that's not always the best thought process, right? But regardless, because he has seen so many people deal with pretty substantial back injuries from what he's described or what he's telling me, he has a ton of fear right now because he's like, damn, I never thought I'd be here, but I'm here now and I'm dealing with it. But fortunately, after three visits, he's uh, uh, upwards of about 90% improvement. And uh, without giving all the juicy secrets away, it was simple stuff. Uh, Don't do less of what hurts and do more of what feels better. I know, mind blowing, right? Um, and and if you want, please comment. If you want a full episode on some of the approaches we take towards back pain, uh, dealing with acute injury, and in this particular instance, um, we believe there was some disc involvement. And I'll say the word again, disc, because so many people are afraid of disc pain when it comes to lower backs. That uh, it's hard to have those conversations, but it's not a death sentence, and you can recover from it, you can heal from it, you can still do all the things that you want to be able to do. So keep that in mind. Um, but, uh, oh, 90% improvement after 
after three days, but keep in mind that's pain and mostly range of motion. His function's not at 90, 90% because he's still limiting a lot of what he's doing in the gym and what he's doing at home. So we have to get him back to that. But he was saying, he's like, I don't, you know, why would I, why should I go back to deadlifting? Like, I don't, I don't need to deadlift. Like, why would I risk hurting my back again? if I already did it. And I'm like, well, keep in mind, it's not deadlifts that were wrong. It's the way that we either potentially did deadlifts or the deadlifts were the last draw because he did tweak it doing back squats before. And so what do we do? We did a movement evaluation. We did an assessment. We looked to see how he was moving and doing both the back squat and the deadlift to see if there were any potential um, faults, if you will, if we want to call him that, that would potentially to contribute to the pain that he's dealing with, right? So, and it's good because I always try to say, it's like the way you got into something is the way you get out of it. So the way you get out of an injury is the way you got into it. So understanding how the potential injury happened in the first place gives you better awareness to A, prevent it uh, from potentially happening in the future and B, to understand the rehab process so that you can then return back to those things in a, in, in a stronger and more aware fashion. And the classic thing, and you know, if uh, I, I guarantee most of you haven't heard me say this enough, but if you're one of my patients, is we are going to hopefully come down um, on my on my gravestone. I wanted to say the squat liberator. Why? Because I now am putting myself out there as a mission to help people understand that there is no one special way to squat. You are liberated to squat however we or you see fit. I'm not going to say we because I have suggestions, but it has to be you who makes that ultimate decision and choice as to how it feels and how strong you are. But this individual was was squatting, I mean, probably even more narrow than hip width apart and feet straight. And the cascade of events was ran out of hip range motion, end up, end up dumping lower back or buckling under load, tweaking his back. Same thing happened then in the deadlift with a very narrow conventional stance. And, and through the recommendation of his trainer, because his back was tight, was actually to do a snatch grip deadlift. And for those of you who don't know what that is, conventional stance, so feet are basically underneath your hips, but then your hands are further apart from each other, which only moves the bar higher from the ground, which then means your back potentially has to flex more to touch the ground if that's what your goal is. And long story short, it is, that, that's, that's what happened. So we're working on these things. We're able to get him doing sumo deadlifts with fairly substantial weight with kettlebells, um, working through some goblet squat patterns, but we screened what his hip anatomy is and what we believe might be a better option for him for squatting. And he was able to then move, right? That's part of the rehab process is movement. And now the exposure therapy, like we started with, is we need him to get him back to deadlifting. We need to get him back to squatting. We need to get him back to all the things that he's afraid to do because of his back pain in a very um, uh, detailed, I don't want to say, in a very detailed but thoughtful process. That doesn't mean you just jump right back into barbell heavy deadlifts or back squats now that we have this new better squat stance. It means that we understand, have a better idea as to what happened and that we can rehab appropriately. And then when we get back to that point, we know what to do. So, but, uh, but it has to, but you have to do it. Like if it's something that now I'll, I'll back up. The exposure therapy is only applicable for those that want to get back 
to whatever it is that is causing them this stress, anxiety, and or pain if it's important to their life. So for instance, a number of athletes that we see that do CrossFit, uh, what am I... Um, let's just say muscle ups trying to, I was trying to come up with, uh, you know, a couple off the top of my head, but let's just say muscle ups. My shoulder hurts every time I do muscle ups. Okay. Well, what's your goal during CrossFit? Is it to be able to compete, go to maybe said CrossFit games, so on and so forth? Um, or is it just to be healthier, look good and get strong? Great. Fantastic. Does muscle up do muscle ups? the need to be one of the movements that you have to do in order to achieve the goals that you are wanting? If yes, wonderful. We'll get you there. If no, eh, that might be a time, okay, well, we don't maybe have to do the exposure therapy of muscle ups and we can just build good dips and good and good pull-up mechanics, so on and so forth, so that we don't have to go through the more dynamic and challenging and, to be honest, higher load uh, quality, such as a muscle-up. So that would be an example where that might not be applicable. But this individual does want to get stronger. They want to get back to deadlifts. They want to get back to squats. And so we go through said exposure therapy. Um, so keep that in mind. If you don't have anyone in your corner who's helping you through the exposure therapy, it's not just sit and wait and see what happens. It's It's, you know, if they want to get back to squats and deadlifts, then we start with hip hinging and air squats. We start with goblet squats. We do sumo deadlifts. These are all precursor elements to get back to the more challenging things. Um, all right, where is, I got this behind me. If you are watching the video, whenever I do post this, okay, here we got Breath by James Nestor, The New Science of a Lost Art. Um, I just finished this book. Um, this is a New York Times bestseller. So when you you see it a lot, like if you just scroll on Amazon for books, depending on what you're looking for, uh, you might come across it. It's uh, he, James J James Nestor has been on a number of podcasts, all the way from up to Joe Rogan. It's been one that I've had on my reading list for some time. 2021. My goal is to get in more reading than I have in the past because I kind of fall off the bandwagon for 2020. And I wanted to start with this book in particular. And I really had no idea what was what it was about or what I was getting. Obviously I knew it was about breathing and breath, but I didn't really know what I was getting what I was getting into with it. And I found it absolutely fascinating. And what's really interesting is my wife is reading a book called Jaws. Um like yes, like the shark shark, but this is applicable to human jaws. And there's a ton of carryover and a lot of this is talking about how um, there are a number of issues such as snoring, sleep apnea, um, allergies, and, and, and a number of different things that come down to um, a civilization default or a deficit, if you will. And that's not the words they describe in it. I'm, trying to, I'm, I'm drawing a blank on what the words they use. But essentially – the way we live, the high stress environment we live in, the crappy food we eat, the soft food we eat, um, the way we exercise, all of these issues are leading to narrow faces, smaller jaws, smaller mouths, smaller palates. You're seeing teeth crowding. So then what do orthodontics want to do? They want to pull teeth, which I have a patient who's gone through a horrendous a horrendous time with, with this. And once you start pulling teeth and you start getting shifting from what they think is going to happen, but you know, now you're taking 
teeth out, which creates space from the mouth. So you're actually making the mouth smaller sometimes because you're removing structures within and then things are just falling more and more. Um, and then sometimes your jaw will fall back and then you can kind of, you get the sleep apnea or the snoring. And he, you know, he's, he's talking about some of these issues because he went through them himself with some snoring and some sleep apnea. And he's like, okay, I need to deal with this. And he went on a, a self-discovery journey and and the book really more or less recaps that. And it's it's just absolutely fascinating. Some of the studies he did, some of the people that he's talked to, the things that they learn. And it's 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 not a it's not a clinical book. It's not a um I know it says the new science. It's not a science-based book. There is some talk about uh, you know, chemistry and physics behind breathing, but it's very, it's very, it's a very small amount to the actual book. And if you're someone who maybe, and I'm not saying this will cure these things, and he is very clear about that in the book, that these breathing techniques do not fix everything. There are some issues that just need um, medical intervention and potentially medication, so on and so forth. So uh, just to get that straight. But there are some awesome breathing techniques that can help you reduce stress. Um, uh uh, maybe help with snoring. One of the techniques um, which has become very popularized, do your research before you do this, is uh, is mouth taping. Where the thought is if you actually put a small piece of tape on your mouth to hold it shut, then you'll be forced to breathe through your nose. Um, and it's, it's you know, not intense tape like duct tape. It's a small piece of, you know, very... Um, thin, sometimes surgical or medical tape that's like cloth based and the adhesive is, you know, not crazy strong. Uh, but I've been doing it for two or three weeks now. And I do have to say, I, uh, I feel like I've been sleeping deeper. I don't go up to, I don't get up to and go to the bathroom as much, which they talk a little bit about in the book. And I've just been kind of going through a self-exploration mode for it. Um, I do have a, a weird kind of upper jaw. I don't know if bite, if you can see it on TV or TV. What are we? Obviously, it shows my age there. Everything's on TV, right? Uh, if you see it on the video, I have a, I have a space between my my front teeth. My, my back molars touch, but my front teeth do not. And I actually can feel now that I'm kind of been exploring this more as my my kind of like the middle row of my teeth are kind of actually kind of closer together. And I went through orthodontics and palate expansions when I was younger. And there was a point in time where my teeth were closer, but I'm starting to realize the things that are causing it. And I'm not saying breathing is one of it, but I'm working through those. And one of that is closing the mouth so that the tongue can rest gently on the top of the mouth and that we can breathe through the nose. And it's just been fascinating. But if you're someone who just loves a good book, uh, a little bit of history in here, talking about uh, how a lot of third world countries or ancient civilizations, you don't see um, a lot of teeth crowding. You know, A lot of them had perfect jaws, teeth were straight. So you're like, how did that happen? And what is what is our society doing where we cannot have or we don't achieve that? Um, so if you're looking for a good read, Pick it up. Breath, James Nestor. I'll be giving some additional uh, book reviews and we'll kind of be giving you guys some updates on some of the things that we're learning um, and give you some tidbits that might be good for you. Um, Until then, folks.
Live loud. Thanks for joining us. If you enjoyed it, please leave a comment. Please share it. Please subscribe um, so that we can get this information out to you ASAP when it drops. Uh, and if and we love to hear from you. Like, you know, again, we're early. We're the infant stages of this. I got like 20 some odd episodes. And the feedback we've gotten so far is great. So topics, please let us know. Uh, people you want to hear from um, here on the episode, please let them know. Or please let me know and we'll reach out to them. Uh, or you can connect us personally if you have someone. That would be good. Uh, but yeah, thanks again, guys. See you later.